Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. As we're out there in the fields doing the farm visits uh, this week, we started up in the Taswell, Woodford County area. Corn up there showing anywhere from tassel to four leaf from tassel. This corn that's four leaf from tassel, it's already over seven foot tall. So adding four leaves of that is going to add another two, maybe even three feet to this crop. So what I'm saying is we're going to have some tall corn uh, coming to a field near you soon. Many beans are the same way. We're sitting here at waist high at R2. I predict we're going to see some 5 foot plus beans by the time we reach R5. I don't recall ever seeing 2 inch pods on the bottom of a bean plant on like June 25th. Something I've never seen before. Tall corn can be managed. Five foot plus beans, they're just a challenge. But I think we're going to have some coming uh, this fall. Earlier podcast, I said that this year we don't have any early beans due to our planting date. Uh, I now stand corrected on that. We are now about 35% ahead in GDUs uh, compared to 11 year average. That big push in May has really pushed, put the push on these beans and able to allow them to uh, go ahead and get that early flower, early pod set that we've talked about before. Uh, and I think it's these conditions that actually now we could say our later April beans, first part of May beans, are looking a lot like our earlier beans have in past years. We're in Ford, Livingston, Iroquois County this week. Well, there's a different story there. Uh, the two weeks of heavy rains have really taken its toll, especially on the bean crop up there. Many ponds uh, where the beans uh, and corn were uh, wiped out, meaning that they're gone. Some ponds uh, still have water in them, and there's nothing we can do. And some of the ponds have already been replanted just in time for the second round of rain, which took them out a second time. Some of the questions coming in is, you know, the water wasn't on these fields for that long. How did we lose all those beans? Well, we can handle water on beans for a couple days at 65, 70 degrees. Um, you can survive that. Water on beans in that 85, 95 degree range, it, it only is going to take a day, maybe two to take them out. Now, the good news is it was lethal. Those ponds have nothing in it, so we don't have to worry about cleaning up uh, the existing stand. Outside of the dead zones, there's a lot of yellow stunted beans from being water saturated or waterlogged in that heat. And you can see we're dropping some leaves and petioles. When looking at the nodules, we're finally changing from a tan to a light pink, uh, meaning that the bean is now starting to come back online to making its own nitrogen. And we need them bright pink to turn this crop around uh, to get that bean so it looks like it's moving forward. If we don't get any saturating rains um, this next week, I predict you're going to see a lot of these fields that are looking tough right now make a big change for the, for the good. So these beans have plenty of time, uh, you know, to get their pod set and get going. So it's you know, we sure wouldn't like to have that any year, have that kind of yellow bean. But being yellow right now is quite a bit safer for us than being yellow when we're in the middle of R3, R4. But I do believe you guys are going to see some relief in that area. 
uh, you're going to see some of these tougher bean fields finally roll back and, and turn green on you and get going. Back to those ponds. The question, should we replant these ponds or, or should we put a cover crop in them? My advice would be to replant beans. Keep your maturity backed up, three fours to three sevens. Plant them in narrow rows and plant them thick to 220,000. We need to keep the weeds under control. There are too many ponds, too many acres up there in those counties to let them go. So we need to grow something in there to keep, our, from, keep them from turning into a water hemp reserve. As far as we need to control those. We're still battling the, the water hemp that we got from the ponds of 2015 in that same area. So letting those ponds go isn't a question. And nobody likes to drive over big tall beans to go back there and spray them multiple times or to mow them, that type of thing. I, I would put them to beans. If you go with a cover crop, you go the cover crop route, be careful not to plug your field tiles. Because too much growth on a cover crop planted this early, depending on the crop that you pick, uh, we could end up with some root systems that actually make it to the tiles. And we've seen that before. So be careful on your selection. You're going to have to pick a warm season cover that can take this kind of heat and get itself established out there. Um, and a scenario where if it was me, I would go the bean route for my cover crop, especially if you got free replant on those beans. Uh, Chances are that, that you know, you're going to get good cover and you may get to harvest, uh, you may get to harvest some beans. They're going to be a late harvest, but uh, it's no different than our double crop beans that we work with behind the wheat. In that same area with the stress on the beans, uh, we're getting our wide drop nitrates in and they are indicating there was some nitrogen loss in that ordeal as well. So if you're not sure, it might not be a bad idea to spot check some fields uh, to, to make sure that you're um, not cutting yourself short on nitrogen. I don't see anything that would turn the corn yellow immediately. I'm more worried about corn turning yellow the end of July, first part of August, as we're trying to punch in the, the back end of that. So if you've taken on a lot of water and you're concerned, you call me and ask me how much you lost. I'm not going to be able to tell you. I'm going to suggest you go pull the nitrate. So why don't we just go there and pull the nitrate first, and then I'll tell you how much you lost. Rounding out the week uh, in Scott County, corn there is in full pollination. Um, it's uh, cranking right along. A gray leaf was at or near threshold in the fields that we were in in Scott County. One of the fields that we visited was also at threshold for silk clipping. In this case, silk clipping by the Japanese beetle. Good news though, the pest team was on top of it. Uh, they knew about it before we got there and wanted me to take a look at that field. Uh, and that field needed to be uh, sprayed with a fungicide as well. So we were at threshold there and we can take both the beetle and the disease out in one shot. And we're on time not to um, get stalled out in the pollination side of that. Remember when you're dealing with Japanese beetle uh, in silk clipping in the cornfields, you need to put a knockdown in that mix. Um, we can take our time killing Japanese beetle, meaning that in soybeans, might be over a three to five day period. But when we're dealing with silk clipping, we would give up some residual for more knockdown. So we need those beetle uh, out of there as, as quickly as we can. Like I said last week, this is go time for the pest team. Nothing says dedication like a 
pest scout walking pollinating cornfields in 110 heat index. That's why you guys get paid the big bucks. That's my plug to get you guys a raise out there. You can thank me later. We have some bean fields getting sprayed for Japanese beetle and clover worm, so be watching your defoliation there. Don't forget to check uh, these cornfields for rootworm feeding. This week we found half-inch rootworm larvae on traded corn up in Woodford County, as well as first-year corn rootworm in Scout County up Scott County up next to the river where they're not supposed to be. By recording uh, these sightings and keeping track of what kind of damage and levels you got, we shouldn't have any big surprises of a field sneaking up on us two, three years down the road where we have problems. Remember how the, the fields looked back there at V6, V7? The rougher they look, that's how they pollinate. So those rough fields, and most of them were due to some of our earlier cold plantings, those rougher fields that were very uneven are going to pollinate over a 10-day period and they're going to be your highest risk from silk clipping. Remember, these Japanese beetle are going for pollen, and they'll continue to move around through that field and as those later plants come out. And if you got a rough stand, you need those later plants to get pollinated so you can fill in some of the gaps that you have in your ear count. So put the rough emerging fields high on your pest list as far as which ones you're going to scout. Now walking fields this week, I do see now why so many of you raised your yield goals at side dressing time. Uh, With the big potential out there for uh, a big crop, tall corn, and the high humidity that we're dealing with right now, start thinking fungicide, especially on your susceptible hybrids. This is the makings for a pretty strong gray leaf year. We're starting to see that evidence build now and it will continue to build as long as this weather pattern is here. Don't let disease trash the stalk. Uh, Not only will you give up yield, but remember the bigger they are, the harder they fall. We're going to have some big corn that we need to keep standing for us itself. So I think uh, we got a fantastic crop coming in both corn and soybeans. uh, And it it looks to be good. And I think that's probably a a pretty large area, uh, except for the poor guys up there in um, northern Iowa, central Wisconsin, southern Michigan uh, that have been dealing with a Uh, talk to one grower 25 to 32 inches of rain already this year so those guys are are taking it pretty hard but we're sitting on a pretty good crop here as long as we just take care of it and don't let anything happen to it as we say we don't walk away from it so we here at crop tech wish everyone a safe and happy fourth of july go forth and celebrate this great country that we're farming in to stay up to date check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.